0: Hello and welcome to the Gambler Betting Podcast. I'm Select to Bet and I'm joined as ever by your own Greg Browning. How's it going, Greg?
1: Good, thank you. Not too bad. Not too How's bad your, at all.
0: How's your week been so far?
1: Uh, it's been okay, actually. It's been not too bad. I think tonight we were on um, the unfamiliar territory of... <laughs> Seguenda B in Spain. I'm, lo-
0: um, I'm loving your Spanish accent there.
1: Did you like that? Yes. <laughs> I didn't really fancy goals in the well I did fancy goals in the Champions League games tonight, but I think the markets were pretty poor. So found an opportunity on eleven plus goals to be scored in the five games and there was thirteen. So looking forward to that in terms of moving on to the weekend.
0: Yeah, we were talking kind of pre-podcast there how it's good to be out of the international breaks for a good few months. But (laughs) unfortunately, this weekend we've got the Betfred Cup to contend with in Scotland and the FA Cup in England as well. So the card has been kind of decimated somewhat um, ahead of this weekend.
1: Yeah, absolutely, it has been decimated. And as you say, we've got one week at it, one week of normality before Cup games have kicked in. Hopefully, after this week's Cup games, we'll get a good three or four weeks now of just non-stop league action. Um, No premiership games in Scotland, unfortunately, and no championship. So, the spotlight is on League 1 and League 2, which, to be fair, I think that's that's going to be our bread and butter this year. Premiership has done really well for us as well, to be fair. Um, And obviously, we've got the last 16 of the Betfred Cup, but that just looks like an absolute betting minefield. And I don't think I'll be venturing very far into that this week.
0: No, well, There's a few interesting ties, but I just feel with these Cup games, it's really difficult to know how teams are going to prioritise the Cup, especially you know some of the lower league teams when they've got a shortened season, as, as it is, um, and you're just never quite sure how this, the clubs with bigger squads are actually going to prioritise as well. They're going to give some fringe players a run out. Um, so, yeah, it's always a bit of a minefield, isn't it?
1: Even with that, some of the some of the fixtures are just really difficult to call.
0: Yeah, I think obviously in
1: the Sunday, Celtic at home to Ross County, you'll uh, really struggle to try and find value in that game. Mm-hmm. Rangers travel to Falkirk again. You'll be you'll do well to get a, to get a value bet in that match. Yeah. Motherwell St Johnston's probably the bet, the bet, the match of the round, and that's not with any biasness. That's just him. <laughs> um, Batchel it probably is the, the tie of the round. But there are some really tricky games in there.
0: I think Hibs are at
1: home to Dundee. I think, again, you'd expect Hibs, who recently beat Dundee in the Bedford Cup group stages, uh, I think they won 4-1 in that game, Um, you'd expect Hibs to progress there. And I think Hearts are away to Alloa. Um, So I think really short places for both of them there.
0: Yeah. We'll come on to some of those um, in due course in the podcast. But before we do, another successful week on the podcast last week. We were all surprised that you jumped on the Partick Thistle train But it um, paid dividends as they won And managed to score the required two goals that we needed for your nap Yeah, it pretty much went to plan I think in last week's
1: podcast I did say it had the look and feel of a 2-0 home win I did say Brian Graham would score And he got both goals Uh, Cracking second goal to be fair to him I think he got a penalty in the first half And a really good lob in, in the second half I think Thistle were a bit low in numbers. They only had four people on the bench on the Saturday at home. These five, but I think at home um, they'll probably win most weeks at home. Thistle, Should It's their the away form, they need to address. But yeah, really pleased Thistle didn't cause me anger and upset. <laughs> <laughs>
0: That's the last thing we need. To do is just, <laughs> An angry Greg Browning by the, the hand of Partick Thistle. Oh, couldn't handle that. We <laughs> also had another few decent shouts, although that was the main bet you put up Ross County Corners, which we discussed on the podcast, but that then became a bet on your private channel. So that came in as well at Kilmarnock.
1: Yeah, Ross County hit some decent numbers away from home. Kilmarnock conceding some decent numbers in their league games this season. I think going down to 10 men probably helped. Ross County ended up hitting 10. And a shout-out to one of the guys on Twitter who follows us. He backed 3, 4, 5, 6, 7, 8, 9
0: and 10. Ah, good man. Ross
1: County corners. I think he got 10 corners at 40 to 1. Nice. Very so
0: well nice. done,
1: that man. He's done that a few times this season, I think. Uh, but that's a bit of a stinking result, though, for, for County. Playing against 10 men for 82 minutes and yeah. being pummeled 3-1. Yeah,
0: to lose it. Not, not great. Um, what else did we have So apologies.
1: Week? Sorry on that, Mark. game. Um, Apologies for doubting your Kilmarnock shout at five
0: to six. <laughs> That's all right. It was kind of cancelled out by Strinrar who I promise I will never touch again.
1: Yeah, I would like to <laughs> apologise to the, uh, the citizens of Stranraer that um, you will not be
0: back betting against them again this season. <laughs> nah, unbelievable. I mean, the, the run that they had, I think I'd pointed out a couple of weeks ago that they hadn't. One in over a year or something. I can't quite remember the stats, and I think they've now won three out of the last four. So yeah, well, from that's what one, I hear is that's been all on the, me. That one. The, the,
1: have been put the <laughs> podcast on in the chain? The and chain you room? were
0: going to say that? <laughs> <laughs> uh, the other ones that we flagged up were I think we kind of talked about the Fairland being a, a decent. Uh, double chance Shout the Friday night Against Hearts They won 2-1 We kind of talked ourselves Out of Rangers To win to nil, But they did again Against that A weekend Aberdeen By the time the game Got played on the Sunday So all in all Not too bad on the podcast And uh, hopefully we can do The same this week again Yeah fingers crossed I think it's been A really good start To the
1: season I had a look through Quite a few guys On Twitter Were asking me About my Scottish Nap performance This season mm-hmm. And I think Based on the league games So far I think we're 11 wins From 14 so, if you're back in the Scottish nap, it's been a really profitable season so far uh, in Scotland. And I think that's what we, always, we always want that to happen in terms of the Scottish nap. It's our mm-hmm. bread and butter, yeah. but where I feel, obviously, at the end of the
0: season, we'll have made a decent amount of money. So, um, looking forward to this week's nap. Yep, and you've already posted that nap on your private channel, so members will already have that, but we'll discuss that later on in the podcast. So, we'll start off with the Betfred Cup. As you said... Some fairly tricky games to to try and call. I think one that caught my eye was um, Aberdeen's price of five to six at St. Mirren. Um, having said that, Aberdeen been hit with some some of the squad having to self isolate following the under twenty one game with uh, playing for Scotland. So we're unsure just quite what the squad is going to look like. They drew one one at Hamilton tonight. Um, by all accounts, Hamilton could have nicked it. But when you look at Aberdeen's record recently in the Cup, Derek McKinnock tends to do a really, really good job in the Cup competitions. He's actually got Aberdeen to six of the last eight semi-finals or finals in Scotland across the League Cup and uh, the Scottish Cup. So I just thought of five to six, they looked a fairly decent bet in a a 90-minute match at St Mirren.
1: Yeah, I think Aberdeen will be a bit disappointed. They've obviously missed out on players last weekend. They would have looked to have gone to Ibrox and tried to cause an upset. Even with a full team, it's unlikely they would have done that. But yeah. that said, they, they were missing a few key players and were obviously resoundingly beaten 4-0 by Rangers last weekend. Um, they've then played tonight against Hamilton. Again, they were missing quite a few players, but the start of the was still fairly strong and they've only managed to draw one over Hamilton. And that's a Hamilton side who, quite frankly, have been absolutely rotten over the last couple of months. Yeah. So, great point for Hamilton. Well done to them. But definitely two points dropped for, for Aberdeen. Um, and they'll be looking to make amends this weekend against yeah. Mirren,
0: who obviously got a result last weekend against yeah, that, Livingston. They're now unbeaten in six. In fact, their last defeat was in the 2nd of October. So they're almost two months unbeaten, Saint Mirren. Um, obviously, they missed a fair few games due to some COVID-related issues. Um, but yeah, Saint Mirren can they be called the forum team at the moment? No, I'm not having that. <laughs> Definitely not.
1: The forum team probably Saint Johnston. Actually, unbeaten in eight in the league. That's true.
0: Yeah, they're going we'll, well. Keep that for next week. <laughs> So I think yeah, given the choice, I'd, I'd certainly be taking Aberdeen at five to six, but I'd like to wait and see what the team news is like for that one um, just ahead of the kick-off on Saturday.
1: Yeah, definitely. I would wait to see. Obviously, Fergus and McCordie are playing, um, we've got a few other boys out as well. So I think a full strength Aberdeen, absolutely. Um,
0: if it's not, I'd probably leave it to be fair. In terms of an upset, I, I was just wanting to ask you about Ayr United at seven to one at Livingston Levy. They've now lost five at home, despite, you know, we, we made a lot of um, their home form last season and how well they had done. They seem to have just lost the plot altogether. Um, I tell but, you what, that's
1: a cracking shite, by the way. That's kind of missed, missed off my radar. Um, I think Ayr have had a decent season so far. Beat Dundee comprehensively last weekend. Um, they've recruited well. I think they've got a decent squad there. Livingston's home for me you say has just been abysmal. They've lost five home games this season. Yeah, They've lost more home games this season than they did in the whole of last season. Um, I think they're struggling at the moment. We'll get to see what price we can get potentially on air to
0: score. Well, well, you, keep, you keep talking and I'll try and find that. I'll
1: keep talking <laughs> you try and find that. You're good at doing that,
0: finding stuff. You can stop talking, it's 8-13. Oh, that's terrible, isn't it?
1: Yeah, although I guess the other angle you could look at potentially in this game is the goal time for United. You'll probably get 75, 76 minutes on Betts 365. That's a guess, by the way. You want to keep talking. Um, It'll be 5-6 to six anyway. Um, yeah. It likely will be in the 70s, I'd imagine, if they're the one to win the match.
0: I'm not finding that one. So oh, here we go. Ten first team goal. A goal before seventy-nine minutes is five to six.
1: Yeah.
0: I know my stuff. it's not a
1: bad shot either, to be fair.
0: Yeah, I just it was of all the games, it was the one that kind of stood out for me for a potential upset um at the weekend, especially given Livingston's forum. I don't think Air have been been too bad uh, in the championship. So
1: it's a free game for here as well. They're not expected to go there and get a result. Um I definitely would not be back in Livy. Uh, no. What two to five?
0: Yeah, I think that's the key here, is that you wouldn't be backing all of it at that price on no, accumulated this weekend, would you? Okay, that's maybe one to keep an eye out for. Um, also, in the Betfred Cup, I think the other one that kind of stood out for me a wee bit was Dunfermline at seventeen to twenty to win away at Arbroath. Dunfermline did very well. At- Friday night beating hearts at East End Park, made a fantastic start to the season. Um and I just thought if this was a league game, I don't know that Dunfermline would be as big as 17 to 20 to win this one.
1: Yeah, I think for me I'm dead against betting against our broth at home. I always feel it's a tough place to go. I think hearts found that the start of the season, I think our broth are actually doing okay. Um I think it's a tricky one. I think as you said, if it was a league game, potentially Dunfermline will be, a, be a, a bit shorter, but I just have there's something about Gayfield that I, that I don't like. <laughs> it's just a tough place to go. <laughs> so yeah. I, I don't think any schooling would surprise me here. Obviously, Dunfermline have had a great start to the season. They'll be absolutely flying after beating the Hearts last week. Uh, but with this being a Cup game, it just makes it a little bit more difficult for me.
0: Yeah, I just think our uh, both came through, you know, probably, I was going to say the overachieve coming through the group that they were in, but that group included. It's still in Albion, Montrose, Ross County. Um, the last game was, sorry, I'm getting my, my competitions mixed up here. But it's a group, you know, I think they were quite surprised to come through the group and maybe they've probably overachieved to get as far as they are in the competition. Um, I think they've overachieved to be where they
1: are in the championship, to be sure. That's true. I think was done like an unbelievable
0: job at, at Arbroath um, and there's no signs of them dropping off anytime soon. Yeah. as I say just trying to find some value um, in the Betfred Cup games I think some of the other games Motherwell and Johnson wouldn't know where to start um, Hibs and D Hibs should win it um, at Easter Road and Harps are to Hull again Harps a short price at 4-11 come Sunday you've got Celtic at a really short 1-8 and Rangers at 1-12 I, I think that'll be fairly routine wins
1: yeah, uh, for Celtic and Rangers yeah, than the Edinburgh double, I think it's just below four to five for a Hearts Hibs double, which isn't too bad. But I've got a real disliking for Hearts after what they did to me on a Tuesday. Yeah, they're definitely on the bad books. yeah uh, definitely the bad books. I'm going to play Invoice, voice uh, Liam Boyce for his <laughs> antics and missing two penalties. But um, yeah, four to five for the double there. You could yeah. probably throw in Celtic and Rangers as
0: well to make it just just above evens, but uh, not for me. It's not a bad shout. But as we say, I think the Betfred Cup games are probably best observed from afar.
1: Yeah, I think there's enough going on in League 1 and League 2. I, I wouldn't spend too much focus or time or money in the Betfred Cup. Not at least until the quarterfinals, anyway. I think it's just really tricky matches and I think it'll be difficult to find any value from these games.
0: Okay, so we'll dip into League 1. Um, and <laughs> based on this bet, I'm guessing that you're fully on board the Partick Thistle train now.
1: Um, No, this bet for me is probably more based on Montrose, to be fair. I think Thistle at home, two wins and a draw. They drew with Falkirk, beat Airdrie and they comfortably beat East Fife. Away from home, though, they've lost at Clyde and they've also been beaten at Cove, part of Thistle. So there's definitely question marks on their away credentials. If Thistle want to win this league and get out of it, they're going to have to go to places like Montrose and get a result. Yep. So, looking at Montrose, they're essentially the, the goal kings of Scottish football at the moment. There's been 23 goals scored in their five league games.
0: The great entertainers.
1: They they, absolutely. They're okay. scoring goals, but the big worry for Stuart Petrie is they're just conceding far too many goals. They've lost 3 1 at home to Falkirk, no shame in that. But they've then drawn 2 2 with East Fife. They've beaten 4 for 3 2, beaten Peter Head 3 2. And they've lost 3-2 at Clyde. So no disrespect to Peterhead for these five, But those are three teams who will probably finish in the bottom three in League One come the end of the season. They've then lost two at Clyde last weekend. So they're playing a part at this side who you'd expect to be first or second. Who've got Brian Graham. Who, as I said last weekend, he should score 15-20 to 20 goals in the league this season. I just think given the volume of goals that Montrose are conceding, mm-hmm. um, they're playing a, a team, albeit they are missing some key players, at Thistle, but as they showed last weekend at home to five, they can still get the job done. Now, Partit Thistle here are 21-20 to 20 to win the match. But I think it's worth noting, Montrose have scored at least two goals in each of the last four games. So they're more than capable of scoring a goal. So I think for me here, I've been keen to avoid Thistle to win, and I'm more than happy to take them to score two or more at four to five. And I think that's widely available. The four to five, I think that's best place at the moment. Is Thistle to score eh, two or more goals at four to
0: five? Yeah, I can see why you want to get on that from the I Montrose mean, angle. I suppose my only concern is Thistle's scoring record away from home. they only scored once in the last four.
1: Yeah, I think for this from, season for how. They've played two league games. I think last weekend's result at home to East Fife is a massive result for them. gives everyone a boost. I just think this is a game in which they, they know they have to get something from. They have to go to Montrose and places like this and get a result. I think Falkirk are doing that. I think Falkirk won 3-0 last night at Dunbarton. This is a similar sort of game, really. But I guess the big thing for me is, is purely the, the volume of goals that Montrose are conceding so far. And I think going forward, Thistle might not be watertight at the back at the moment, given their defensive issues and their injury issues. But going forward, uh, with Joe Cardo, Brian Graham, there's definitely enough quality in there for them to score two goals on Saturday. OK, so what's the best price you've got on that? Best price I can find is 4 to 5 and that's with quite a few different bookies at the moment. Uh, bet these 5 are also 4 to 5 which is obviously a bit lower than the price of Thistle to win. So, if you're a braver man than me, you can take Thistle to win at 21 to 20. But I'm happy not to worry about what Thistle do defensively, and I'm happy for them to score
0: too. Yeah, agreed. Okay. Also in that league, I wanted to ask you about Clyde. What looks like a pretty big 12 to 5 to win at East Fife now. Clyde won at the weekend, we kind of t- talked ourselves out of Clyde last weekend, but um, they won, I think it was at when Troas, was it, last week? Um, I think David Goodwillie got a haptic, I think, or did he get two? He got two anyway, he might have got a haptic last weekend, David Goodwillie. So, after a run of, what, five, five defeats, six the defeats yeah. uh, they put a, a win... On the board, uh, away to an East Fife side who have only won once in their last eight. I just thought 12-5 to 5 looked a big price. Well, I think a, it is big. For a side I'm... that we expected more of
1: uh, so far this season than Clyde. Yeah, the rules just completely fell off the Clyde wagon, didn't it? After they got beat at home to Peterhead. From that week, they then went on a, f- a five-match losing run, albeit two of those games were against sides above them. In the league above, sorry, in the Bedford Cup mm-hmm. But it's a massive win for them last weekend At home They, need, they really did need that win yeah. Ace-5, as I said last week A lot of their good works done at home um, But I think you're, you're absolutely right To call out 12-5 to 5 is a, a big place for Clyde um, Double chance We've got a price in double
0: chance Keep talking <laughs> 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 uh, The draw, Clyde, is
1: 4-6 I, I was going to say 4-6 i would be around about that, Mark
0: Which drawn- I don't think is a bad shout, actually Toronto Bet uh, is 11-8, to a, which is another Way that you might want to tackle it
1: Yeah, I think it's a really good shout um, I think this will c- probably tell us quite
0: a lot Actually,
1: about East Vice this season And probably Clyde um, But I think 12-5 is really big And probably yeah. not a price we would have expected About a month ago
0: no, not at all, and it? again, it feels like one of those bets, it feels like we, we kind of speak about this every week, that come five o'clock you'll go, why didn't I stick that on at 12 to five, you know, but <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah, again, it's just one that kind of stood out for me for a wee bit of value. Um, also in League One, not that we have any uh, tips for this one, but Airdrie v Cove Rangers should be interesting at the weekend as well.
1: Yeah, I find that really difficult to call that one. I think we said last week that Falkirk v Cove would obviously be a, a marker for how far Cove have come. Mm-hmm. It's quite funny actually doing some of the um, Match reviews of that match I think the Cove Twitter page Wrote um, Falkirk won in a Closely fought encounter <laughs> um, And I think a lot of Falkirk fans were quick To jump on that saying what game are you watching <laughs> really? Falkirk we're dominant And we're well worthy of at least a Two or three right. win So no, no shame at all in the one no defeat For Cove but a cracking win For Falkirk actually And they've started the season really well but this one is difficult. Airdrie do you know Airdre having a decent season as well so far, mm-hmm. um, scoring goals. I think Dale, oh, no, I've forgotten his name now. Um, I feel like David, David Weatherstone here, forgetting names. <laughs> oh dear, oh, you calling them out. <laughs> Dale Carrick, I think it's Dale Carrick. Dale Carrick, yeah. Yes, um, he's starting to score goals. He's been their main man now for a while. He scored quite a few goals last season. I just wouldn't like to call this game at all, I really wouldn't.
0: Yeah, I'm a wee um, bit surprised to see uh, the bookies have chopped Cove up as favourites here, Bet365 have, actually have them odds 19-20 uh, they are, uh, area 11-5
1: uh, yeah, I thought the bet might have been a
0: bit tighter than that.
1: I think at home Cove could probably give everyone a game but I think this we found last season in League 2 Cove's away form is probably pat- not patchy but they did concede quite a lot of goals they're a yeah. completely different proposition at home uh, I certainly wouldn't be taking them at ho- Away to, to Airdrie It's a really tough match and I think it's just best left alone
0: Yep, yeah, agreed Okay, we'll move on to week 2 and this is where Your map is for the weekend And it's a team that we've already featured quite a few Times on the podcast this season
1: We have, I think we highlighted them Last week didn't we, although we didn't put them up I think we spoke about them beating Breakin And mm-hmm. over 2.5 goals Yeah. Um, I don't think I've been on them this season yet, actually, have I? Um, Uh, I
0: think we've discussed them
1: quite a lot, but I don't think I've put them up yet. I think think
0: we've we've kind of shied away a wee bit because they've had their injury issues as well, but they seem to be coming back into full strength now, so it looks like a good time to get on board Yeah, I think they're spot on. We should should mention that it's Queen's Park we're talking about.
1: (laughs) I think it is a good time to get on them, I think. Um, So I highlight this bet probably in Sunday afternoon. Um, was probably quite surprised to see how big Queens Park are to win this match at home to Muir So you were getting four to six. That price hasn't drifted too much. It's now three to five.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: But looking at Queens Park so far this season, they've played five in the league, one four, drawn one, and they've kept five clean sheets. So we're now five games in, and they've yet to concede a goal, which is outstanding. Yep. So obviously massive post favourites, Queens Park. The shortest any team have been to win League Two, shorter than Cove last season. Really? And it's fully expected that they're going to romp this league, which I'm fully expecting them to do. Yep. And to be fair though, with that side, the buddies should. Yeah. I think Ray McKinnon gets a <laughs> gets a, a bad gig from a lot of a lot of people in Scottish football <laughs> for what he done it. Morton obviously went to Falkirk and that was just a disaster. He was at Dungeon United. Um what he has done though at Queen's Park let's not beat about the bush here Queen's Park have financially backed this season yeah been a lot of money spent and you look at the players that they've got they've got such an experienced side when you go through League 2 sides you tend to find the odd journeymen here and there and quite a youthful team Mm -hmm. not with Queen's Park they've got a team of guys who've played hundreds of games between them Peter Grant Craig Slater Mike Doyle Bob McHugh, Bob McHugh, sorry. They've obviously got Simon Murray to come back from injury. Yep. He's probably coming back, I would imagine, this weekend. These are all players that have played at a higher level. They're all in that kind of late 20s age, age bracket um, and they've played hundreds of games at, at a higher level. So I think they've got a really experienced team and it's probably no, no surprise they haven't conceded a goal yet. Um, I, I think that's going to really help them this season and I think that's why as well they're going to be Odds on every week and should romp this league uh, come the end of the season.
0: Yeah, I mean, so made a really good start. They're four points clear at the top of the table already after just five games. So it's definitely taken for them.
1: Yeah, I think last weekend against Breakin, um, I say it only for 3-0. I think they were absolutely dominant in that match. Um, probably could have won the game by more. Uh, but the momentum's definitely with them. Steny have started the season okay. Uh, they did lose last weekend two one against Annan, but I think four to six for Queens Park is really big, given the fact they were one to five last weekend against Brecon.
0: Yeah,
1: it's a fatal dif- difference. I mean, we know obviously Brecon are really struggling. Yeah, but I think the angle we had last weekend for Thistle to be East five, very similar here. I'm going to take Queens Park to win this match, and to score two or more goals, and that's twenty to twenty one, so just a tad under evens. And that's on the Bet 365 bet boulder.
0: Yeah, as you were saying, Stennis Muir on on the face of it looks as if they've had uh, a fairly reasonable start to the season, but they're now just 1-1 in the last six, albeit two of those have been in the, the bet, Fred, at uh, Aloha and Livingston, so a position of a much higher grade um, that they've lost there too. But I think, yeah, you just want to be on Queen's Park at home for the re- remainder of the season, don't you, in this league? Yeah, I would say so. I'm actually really keen
1: and probably just quite interested to see what the average age is of this, the sides in League 2 and yeah. League 1, to be fair. So if anyone's listening and they have that data that <laughs> they can share with us. But I'm fairly certain, though, Queen's Park have definitely got the... You can look at this two ways. The oldest team or the most experienced team. Uh, but looking through their the starting lineup from last week, most of the guys are mid-20s onwards.
0: They've yeah, been
1: out well, there's very few young players in that, in that side. And as I keep probably hopping ha- kind of on about, most of these players have played League One and Championship football.
0: Yeah. I was going to suggest that was some homework for you as you sit by the pool at the weekend, but you, I see you've passed it on to your Twitter following. So
1: yeah, they're really good at doing stuff like that.
0: So nice, <laughs> nicely done. Uh, OK, and just before we leave uh, League Two, you were also keen to have a wee chat about Annan at home to Edinburgh City. So, I think I tried to talk you out of yeah. Stranraer
1: last weekend. Yeah, okay. Um, just based on the fact Edinburgh City have not started the league season well. Um, they've been beaten by Stenny 1 0. They lost 1 0 at Cowden And they obviously lost last weekend against Stranraer, which is a really disappointing result. Yeah. <laughs> um, they travelled to Annan, who are 15 to 8. Um, Annan have actually had a pretty decent start to the season. So, I certainly wouldn't be back in Edinburgh City. And I think Edinburgh City are probably priced up in last season's form. I think Edinburgh City last season and the season before were probably second, third best side in the league each of those two seasons. But they're toiling this season. They've only got four points from six, five games so far. So I think Anon 15-8 is big. I think you could probably get an angle here on Annen to score and Anon double chance. Uh, but that's going to be something I'll put up um, later in the week. But uh, yeah, I definitely wouldn't be back in Edinburgh City in this match. I think Aaron looked quite big at just under 2-1. to one.
0: Yeah, I'm just cutting my losses as far as Stringer and Edinburgh City and all those guys <laughs> go at the moment. I'm just going to wait and see how things pan out. I still have a belief that Edinburgh City will probably come good. They're better than their, their lead position suggests at the moment. You think so, but, yeah? Um, yeah, Aaron still look a good price at, at nearly 2-1 to one in that one, but just purely based on current form. Okay, uh, so that's us in Scotland. Uh, before you give us a wee recap, we shouldn't let the the weekend pass without a mention of the final round of fixtures in your beloved Belarus. We've kind of missed out on some Belarus tips on the podcast um, over the last couple of weeks and months. Mostly because bookies are fairly slow to price up the market, so they're not available by the time we get to record the podcast, but all to play for this weekend, it's the last round of fixtures, there's only one point separating Bat Borisov and Shakhtar at the top, and there's, what, three or four teams vying for European places as well, so it should be an exciting one on Saturday, Uh, I think Saturday morning, is it?
1: Yes, Saturday at 11 o'clock, I'll be back in all, was it, eight matches over, was it eight matches? I said, no, we know yes. Yeah. Yes. <laughs> Eight times two is sixteen. That's right. That's a, yes. <laughs> um, over one point five match goals. Um obviously Belarus has been was great to us this season. It kind of filled a void back in March when it was the only league in the universe playing football.
0: Yeah, well, and always have that time. A place
1: in my heart for Belarus. Oh, absolutely, definitely. I'll be keen to go back there next season, and I'm definitely keen to get a trip over to Belarus at some point as well.
0: Well, you can send me a postcard.
1: <laughs> I shall too. <do. laughs> so yeah, so the the last round of games, match day 30. I think everyone in well, certainly in Belarus anyway will be hoping that Shakhtar can cause an upset and snatch the title away from uh, back Borisov in the last day. Um, I think Bat Borisov have got a really tough match actually away from home at Dynamo Minsk. They're ten to eleven to win the match, um, Bat Borisov, which is pretty tasty actually. Again, it's maybe something I might look at um, later this week. Um, there's not much prices about at the moment. Um, there's only two markets, or, sorry, two games priced up so far. But I think Bat Borisov. What, won that league now the last 16 seasons something like so, that yeah. obviously last season's champions Dynamo Brest were really disappointing in the first half of the season came on to a good game in the, in the second part but by that point far too far behind um, Shakhtar and Bat Borisov so yeah one point between them it'd be great to see Shakhtar win, win the league but I think obviously Bat Borisov know what, what it takes to win titles and I wouldn't be surprised to see them win away at um, Dynamo Minsk on, on Saturday at 11 o'clock. Yeah, I mean, they're in the driving seat, aren't they? Yeah, they are. Obviously, it's up to them. If they get three points, they've won the league. Uh, to the to the annoyance and angerment of most of the <laughs> Belarusian football fans. But I think as well, there's obviously a lot to be played in terms of European qualification. There's quite a few sides involved in that as well. Um, at the bottom, it's pretty much... Done and busted. Mm-hmm. Uh, small of each, uh, God bless them, for <laughs> relegated some time <laughs> ago now. Uh
0: podcast favourite Spill Sheena. Yeah, gutted to see that they never managed to climb out of the hole that they were in um about halfway through the season, but they made a good fist of it in the end, didn't they? Yeah, they
1: started to come on to a game, but I think over the last probably four or five games just fell apart. So they're also down. So it's left to slots who again <laughs> I think they were aside. Followed by non Belarusian football fans at the start of the season, mainly due to their name. Yep. <laughs> so there's always been some good rivalry between some of the Twitter pages on, on social media around Slutsk, but they've had a disastrous, probably from about July onwards, it's been a disaster. Start the season really well, but they've just plummeted down that league. And they now need to overturn a six goal difference and hope that Grodia don't get a result. Interestingly, Slutsk are at home to Smolovici, who are relegated. So it'd be really interesting to see if Slutsk can make a game of that. Mm-hmm. And again, I'm hoping to see some prices, actually, begin to see what we can get if there's any angle in that match. But it's, it's looking very, very unlikely that both Grodia lose and uh, Slutsk
0: win by six clear goals. So... In terms of a bet then it's a last kind of throw of the dice in Belarus this weekend and you reckon it'll pay hopefully to get on goals in each game?
1: Absolutely I would love to see Bet365 offer us a total goals market Um, that's definitely not going to happen unfortunately but I'll probably just put some small change on all 8 games over 1.5 and seeing it's almost Christmas time I might put a small stake (laughs) on all 8
0: over 2.5 Steady Uh, (laughs) But no, we'll be sad to see the Belarusian league come to an end. And uh, yeah, it's certainly one we'll look out for next season when it returns again. Yeah, absolutely. Thank you, Belarus. Indeed. Okay, so you, can you just give us a wee recap then of your best bets for the weekend in Scotland?
1: Yeah, so given the limited card this weekend, it's probably less than we normally have, but two main bets from this weekend. Um, Start with the nap. So taking Queen's Park to win and score two goals at home to Stenhousemuir. And that's 20-21 to 21 with bet three six five and as I said, that'll be this weekend Scottish nap. And secondly, I'm taking part at thistle for the second week running, believe it or not, um, to score two goals away
0: to Montrose and that pays four to five with various outlets. And I'm gonna go with the five to six on Aberdeen to win at St Mirren, but that is dependent on the team news. Um I don't think Ross McCrody is going to make it, but for the likes of uh, Lewis Ferguson and a few others, managed to return this weekend Then I'll be on that 5-6. to six. Um, I'm also going to throw in a wee long shot this weekend and that is Air Draw No Bet at Livingston in the Betfred Cup and that is priced currently at 5-1 to one with Bet365 for a little outsider at the weekend. Okay, so that's us for this weekend's podcast. Don't forget you can follow Greg on Twitter at Browning84Greg. And, of course, if you want more tips like these, then make sure you join Greg's Telegram channel where his best bets are posted every day. Just visit gambler.co.uk for all details on how to sign up. And you should keep your eye out for a special Black Friday promo over the weekend, which will be launching Thursday and run all the way to Monday. So it might pay to keep an eye on Twitter. To see what that offer involves best luck with your bets this weekend greg and uh, enjoy your break yes thank you very much good luck cheers